This presentation is brought to you by Liberty Medical, helping you to manage your diabetes, diabetes and get the supplies and support you need so you can live a better life. Hey everybody, what's up? Yeah, I know, we weren't supposed to record an episode this weekend, but we did anyways. It's the RambleCast format, we cover a lot of stupid links and go through a bunch of dumb stuff. It's the usual format when we do this kind of thing when we don't have a guest. But for a few very select individuals, I have produced a very special intro for all of you. And you guys know who you are. For everybody else, I'm sorry. Don't worry, it'll be over with quickly. quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. Oh, good morning, everybody. At least it's morning for us. <laughs> we are recording on a Sunday morning, even though we weren't supposed to record anything this week. But um, on Sunday morning, Jesus Christ. I mean, I'm I'm kind of a morning person, but I'm not a morning person instantaneously because I was like, you want to record today? You're like, no, let's record tomorrow morning. And I'm like, OK, but I got Dude, I had shit to do last night. Well, we weren't supposed to record anything at all to begin with, but um. <laughs> I got to admit, this is all right. Like, I've got the fan going in the background, but the room is not like balls blasting hot or anything like that. So it'll be nice to get this out of the way early and get it edited. And how this came about is I've just come across so many off the wall stories and stuff that I was like, well, we might as well put something out there because I don't know if we're shooting a show next week or not. <laughs> shooting a show, doing a show next week or not. <laughs> so um, let's just jump right into it. I don't know how long this show is going to be. If it's less than an hour, it's less than an hour, whatever. Um. Why don't we have you get started? I found this article and I was like, I sent it over to you and I said, would this be show worthy? And your response was absolutely. Now, hey, dude, I'm a huge fan. <laughs> that's you why have I figured, no idea. I, I was because I've had, well, I, I've had the other cookie, which says we're going to be talking about cookies here. You yes, mean the original? Little, I've never, I don't recall ever having Hydrox. So Hydrox is the original. Homie. I know that. I know. I know that. And I've known about this, this feud for a long time, but I never, I was, it's kind of like, do we cover this on the show? Do we not cover it on the show? Is it weird enough? Is it not weird enough? But again, we're strange history buffs. So I was like, yeah, this, I guess this will fit. I'll throw it by you and see what you say. And you were like, yeah, yeah, let's do this. So I was like, you should be the one who reads this and it's yeah, from dude. Gizmodo. So go ahead and take it. Okay, this is I this goes way back. But I mean, even in my life, it goes way back because my mother's family and my father's family. All right, I'll just read it and then I'll explain. <laughs> Oreo and Hydrox 100 year old blood feud is heating up over claims of hidden cookies. <laughs> okay, dun, dun, dun. Created, dun, dun, dun. created in 1908. Hydrox was the original chocolate sandwich cookie, but it was Oreo, which first went on sale four years later in 1912 that ended up dominating the market. In the decade since, Hydrox has been something of a cult favorite compared to its younger, more recognizable competitor. A battle of biscuit supremacy that took a dark turn this week with an accusation of cookies being hidden on shelves. <laughs> biscuit supremacy? <laughs> yeah, dude. When, when I was a kid, you looked for Hydrox. 
because that's what Grandma Vanadestein had. Now, Grandma Matthias, Mamita, had Oreos, but only because she didn't know that Hydrox was available and couldn't read it. So she just bought the chocolate cookies the kids asked for. Okay. On Monday, Hydrox announced on Facebook that it had filed an official complaint with the FTC accusing Mondelez, who is now the owner of Oreo, of making Hydrox cookies harder to find in stores. According to Hydrox, a buyer for one of the largest store chains in the U.S. warned them that Mondelez is going to hide your cookies all over our stores to make sure you don't get any sales in hopes of being discontinued. Fears of discontinuation loom large in the minds of Hydrox lovers after a less than successful effort to rebrand the cookies as Droxies. The product uh, was removed from the market entirely by owner Kellogg's in 2003 before being relaunched by Leaf Brands in 2015. And then there's pictures of cookies being hidden. Yeah, <laughs> which is hilarious. Let me read the tweet. We at Hydro- Hydrox Cookie have been frustrated and very frustrated with hiding of our cookies at major retailers by the folks at Oreo. So we finally filed an official complaint with the Federal Trade Commission this week. Give me a break, folks. I literally just woke up 20 minutes ago (laughs) last week and wish not that I can read normally anyways. uh, We claim to have been trying to make a hard to find our cookies in stores nationally in hopes of lowering sales volume and having us discontinued. We believe in competition and choices but we firmly believe that the folks at uh, Mandelza, the owners of Oreo, have been undertaking and then it cuts off there. Is there more to it? Yeah, there is more to me. Okay. Oh, my God. This thing is like holy wall of text, Batman. <laughs> uh, have been undertaking a national program to damage our brand and stopping us from competing. Many of our over the last – many over the last few years – have been great at taking pictures when you see at Hydrox cookies being uh, hashtag Hydrox cookies being moved or blocked from store shelves, and we really appreciate your help. So uh, some of you have asked, have uh, how can you guys? How can those guys hide Hydrox in so many stores? The answer is quite simple. <laughs> Mandelza, this sounds like a tweet from from Trump, but a lot more grammatically correct with my bad reading. This goes on for like four paragraphs. Oh, yeah, dude. It goes on forever. I didn't think you could send a tweet this long. Oh, this is on Facebook, not Twitter. Again, <laughs> let me drink some more coffee. Go ahead and just finish the article because I obviously am unable to read and or yeah. see what's in front of me right now. So we'll <laughs> start proof, with as proof. Go ahead. As proof of Mendelez's alleged malfeasance, that's a big word, Hydrox posted pictures showing their cookies obscured behind other products, moved onto shelves outside customers' direct line of sight, and more. Hydrox claims that in some cases, its shelf space was taken by another flavor flavor of Oreo or Nutter Butters. Dun, dun, dun. Ah, the plot thickens. Hydrox thinks that Melendez's... Mandela's. How many times am I going to read that wrong? Oh, dude, I'm, I'm going to get worse than you. Don't worry. We got a long Use show out of us. <laughs> direct store distribution where the Oreo maker restocks the products instead of the grocery stores themselves allows its delivery personnel to move competing Hydrox cookies to less desirable locations. What is in a response- less desirable location? Do you move Hydrox next to the toilet paper or something? Maybe. I mean, I don't know, <laughs> in response to Hydrox's Facebook post, a few users posted comments supporting the allegations, with one person claiming that an employee at their local grocery store said the Oreo folks threatened to cut the backs of the deliveries if Hydrox wasn't dropped. That's some mafia shit right there. <laughs> when we, sure would be a shame if your cookies was moved to a different location <laughs> in the stores. When we <sighs> reached out to Mandela's for comment, a company spokesman told Gizmodo that Mandela's is confident that the accusation has no merit. 
The Oreo brand is an iconic one with a proud and rich history of delivering great tasting products and exciting innovation. What's exciting about a cookie to our consumers <laughs> for more than a century? This focus and our commitment to operating with integrity has made Oreo America's favorite cookie. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I like Walmart brand cookies. Oh, my God. And ShopRite brand cookies. The Meyer As brand fans, ones that are local for us don't taste real bad either. I don't know. No. I've never. I didn't realize how much. Like this, Dude, this is like still Hydra. going on. I, I believe yeah. you, because you are a, a cookie aficionado. Um, you like. I just can't believe that. Like after a hundred years, this is still. This is still a thing. Yeah, you know? dude. I, I don't know. Fans, I don't know, dude. As fans of cookies of all shapes and types, we hope that Hydrox and Oreo can settle their differences and go back to selling sugary treats based on each other's cookies individual merits. And if one brand ends up prevailing, maybe that's just what the way the way the cookie crumbles. Oh my god, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Have you seen any unsavory cookie practices? Hit me up at sam.rutherford at gizmodo.com. Dude, I'm telling you. Oreos cookies, you've had Oreos before. The cookie like snaps. It's a firm cookie. Yeah. We we did a taste the, test of the new flavors a few weeks ago, if you don't remember yeah. correctly. Then yeah. yeah, well, the Hydrox cookies is a softer cookie. Not like soft soft, but it's a softer cookie, and the cream inside is distinctive. It doesn't taste like Oreo cream, but it's freaking good. I I I've never been a huge fan of just plain Oreos anyways. I mean I eat them, but like, it's not like I go, God, I got to have me some Oreos. Now, the birthday cake Oreos, those are really good. Um, there's a few specialty flavor ones that I find very, very appealing. But uh, by and large, I don't I don't find myself going out of my way to track down just plain Oreo cookies. So I like doubles. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, you'd, you'd think as I me mean, person being diabetic, borderline sweet fanatic that, that I am, would go nuts over them, but I just don't. So yeah, but people. I mean, I know diabetics that don't do. Oh, I'm uh, not diabetic. That's just a. Well, I know, job. but but I know that I know diabetics I'm that Brimley. don't. Ah, uh, diabetes. I know, like they don't like cookies. They don't like candy, but they love cake and pie and ice cream. Diabetes. If you're a cookie person, you're a cookie person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I'm a huge. Girl Scout cookie fan, but only certain Girl Scout cookies. Yeah, that's because you haven't had a daughter in Girl Scouts and had to sell those damn things. Yeah, I do. All of my kids are in Girl oh, Scouts. Oh, man. And I still buy them because I still have some I'm in my freezer. <laughs> and my, girl, my, my girls have not been in Girl Scouts for quite some time, and we still have some boxes down in our freezer. Oh, dude, they're awesome. You kidding me? The Samoas are probably my favorite. Ah, dude, Tagalongs. Tagalongs are my second favorite. Hard score. Hard right. cool. They Let's- changed the Samoas, though. They well they they've also made the cookie uh, cookies the cookies smaller and they're in smaller boxes now which mm-hmm. you can go along and buy the Keebler versions in the stores. Not the same. I don't know. Not the same. They're made in the same factories. Those Keebler is the one of the companies that yeah. makes them, but yeah. they're not the same. You think so? I know I the peanut butter is the same, but the chocolate on the outside is not the same. They the Samoas and the Tagalongs taste pretty close to me. Well, it's kind of, dude. I don't know. All right. Well, we're getting away from our roots here. So Are we really? Yes, we are. We are getting away from our roots. Plus, I have to give Kyle, like, there's this guy on Twitter that whenever I put, every time I put a post up for our show on Twitter, he goes back and does a fantastic job of re-describing our show and reposting it. And as he puts it, 
he wants to make the show sound so interesting that the people who created the show want to go back and listen to the show. So I have to keep giving Kyle things to, you know, go and make good posts about us up on Twitter. So I'm definitely giving a guy a shout out because I appreciate it. This is from Flathead Bacon. This is a police blotter. Oh, my God. I hope I can make it through this show. I'm going to be a stumbling, rambling idiot. There's some hard words in here. Yeah. uh, Is that word Kalispell? Is that how that's pronounced? Okay. This is from some police blotter. Mm -hmm. And I... Cal- so I don't know where Kalispell is. Look, Google Kalispell and find out where the hell this city is. Okay. This is the Flathead Bacon, and this is the police blotter, which is at 12.56 a.m., August 2nd, uh, 2018. The Kalispell woman reported that she was scared to death that she would be attacked by invisible aliens. The dispatcher asked the woman if she was under the influence <laughs> of any drugs or alcohol, and sh- she said that she was not. However, later in the conversation, she mentioned that she had just done meth. <laughs> is that a passing thing how is that a passing thing oh it's in montana by the way okay well montana it makes all the difference in the world big sky does country. it really i don't know i don't know i'm, I'm told that rural country big locations are becoming. yeah that's I'm, I'm told that country like out of the way locations are becoming havens for meth heads so oh. i don't know i don't use meth so no 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 huh. i'm huh. drinking sure. iced coffee right now i'm drinking iced uh uh, Death Wish coffee with some vanilla cream in it. It's a fantastic thing to drink in the morning. Okay. Next, I'm going to move on. I'm going to cover one more because that one was so short. This is the www.mirror.co.uk. Um, this is Naked Ghost Hunter gets stuck in gate in a bizarre quest to find paranormal activity. He was spotted by a man starting and who started filming. There's actually video of this too. You guys need to go like go go Google this. There's, well, pre-warning: there's going to be a lot of shit in this show that you're going to want to go look up. What we're talking about today. Uh, this is man sp- spotted started filming as he warned the man not to rip his testicles on the sharp metal. This. <sighs> we covered no. a story similar to this a little while ago, didn't we? Where some guy got impaled on a fence or something like that that was naked mm. trying to. That right. wasn't a that was a while ago, man. So I <laughs> that hope, wasn't recently. Yeah, this is from July. This this may be the same story that may be more in depth. A naked man claiming to be a paranormal investigator has been filmed after being found stuck in a metal gate. The unnamed man was filmed after getting the top half of his body stuck through a metal a white metal gate while apparently out chasing ghosts. Uh-huh. Uh, the incident was filmed by an onlooker in the city of Rostov-on-Don in southwestern Russia. Rostov-on-Don, which is Rostov uh, space on space Don, not to be confused with Taco Bell, uh, <laughs> hosted five games of the 2018 FIFA World Cup, including the round of a 16 match in Belgium versus Japan in Rostov Arena with a capacity of 45,000 spectators, which has nothing to do with this guy impaling his twig and berries. God, the, the picture of this guy. Twig and berries. He he looks like the, on the close up view of the guy's face. He looks a lot like the last guy that played Doctor Who, Peter Capaldi, whacked out on meth. Yeah, um, I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> captioned, look, he said he was a paranormal investigator, and his privates are of course blurred out. Uh, God, the image shows so. the the man seemingly getting annoyed as no one was helping him. I wouldn't touch a naked dude. Dude, no one's gonna want to touch you, dude. You made some bad decisions in your life. <laughs> We're gonna sit back, point, and laugh before he somehow wriggled free. The man filming can be heard asking him what happened, to which the naked man replies, I am a paranormalist. A paranormalist is someone who studies the paranormal from the occult sciences through all of to all things psychic or paranormal. 
and who will also often carry out experiments to test theories about the other world. Nothing uh, about being naked. Um, we're all naked in God's eyes, aren't we? I'm going to click play in a second here. If there's no, don't do that. Well, you won't hear the audio, but it'll come no. through on the other end. Uh, it's not clear on this occasion what the man was looking for while naked, uh, but he Fuckers. was clearly stuck as he can be seen asking the cameraman to open the gate. The person filming says, you're out of your fucking mind. No, how, how can I open it? I don't have a key. The totally naked man finally manages to shimmy his way out of the fence to freedom and then runs off Is he naked. really ever free, though? Let me I mean, honestly... The, uh, is there, is there audio? Shoes. Hold on. Extra sense. Shocker. Ничего себе. It's in Russian. Что случилось? Again. Shocker. Uh-huh. I can't understand it because it's in Russian, but we'll just move on anyways. So, yeah, I assure you that the picture of the man hanging out of the fence. There, I, don't, I don't know where yes. this I don't. Well, I don't see anything. This I don't think this is the same story because I don't see anything. I mean, there are points pointing down that you could impale your twig and berries on, but I don't think that he was ever really in danger. How did he get through such a small gate? I don't know, dude. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> take us to Amish Uber because it's been a while since we've covered anything Amish. I'm assuming this is Cologne, Michigan, not Colon, Michigan. <laughs> Yes, it is Cologne, Michigan. Yes. Okay, good. So Maybe, Cologne, Michigan. You know what? Hold on. I live in Michigan. I'm going to check and make sure if there is a Cologne, Michigan. Go ahead. Keep reading. A Michigan man is being uh, bringing some of old world charm to the popular and modern service of ride sharing apps. Using his horse and buggy, Timothy Hochstedler. That's a nice Hochstedler. name. Hochstedler. Is that how they talk up there in I Michigan? I don't know. <laughs> has opened his own business called Amish Uber, taking rides around St. Joseph County for just $5. Hochstetler. That's like lower part of Michigan, like almost into Indiana. So close to you. Says he no, and his four like, No, it's all near you. It's like when people ask me, oh, you know this person, right? You're in Connecticut. Oh, sure. Yeah. It's not an hour drive yeah, from me. Exactly. And his four-legged pal are cashing in on the popularity of ride-hailing services around the country. That's a pretty good idea, though. Uh, Uber is a cool thing. Every single year, something new comes in, and Uber is hot right now. And Excuse me. We have an Amish Uber. We can deliver people to their front doorsteps, the buggy driver told I don't WWMT. I, I looked at that and I was like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? This is weird because it's a news article from out of Los Angeles about what's going on in my state. And you know, no, I've never heard of this in my state, but go ahead. Local residents say they love Amish Uber, especially because Cologne doesn't have any regular ride sharing services in town. I don't think there's Uber down here, so it's pretty cool. It gives people the option that can't drive or don't want to drive or shouldn't drive. You know what? I, I, me being sick. a Michigan resident, I will speak on behalf of my state. I give you permission to refer to it as colon. Okay. <laughs> C-O-L-O-N. I mean, <laughs> go ahead. Wow. First Colin? time Uber and we're riding in a buggy, Steve Phelps added. Hochstetler is not an actual Uber employee, and you won't find him on any smartphone apps. Customers simply flag him down. So it's like a taxi. Yeah. Enjoy a ride to their destination and then get to the get to pet their vehicle too. Mm, I know some people around here that pet their vehicle. He loves people. He's a Morgan. Oh, Morgans are beautiful horses. A Morgan is a people's horse. Okay. They love giving a kiss or whatever, Hochstetler explains. This guy seems a little close to his vehicle. <laughs> and uh, that's it. 
That's a fine Equian. Um, let's see here. <laughs> Equian. You bastard. You gotta throw that hook in there all the time, don't you? You son of a bitch. <laughs> that was so long. I was laughing about that yesterday. Me and the wife wow. were out. We're on our way back from the US 12 Michigan's largest garage sale. And we drive past this. There's a farm that had horses. They were uh, training them for racing and stuff. And I just start grinning and laughing. And my wife's like, "What? You got that stupid grin on your face?" And I'm trying to explain that story to her because it's one of those things that years later I still remember you flipping out on me, and, and I start laughing about it. And <laughs> it's mm-hmm. equine, not equine. <laughs> no, ec- no, God, you got it wrong again. <laughs> Dude, yesterday the wife gave me that same look when I started giggling over the goat. <laughs> she just looks at me. She goes, what's the matter? I go, goat. She goes, T-Swift. Oh, my God. Again? <laughs> All right. Uh, moving back to our roots again. Man charged in dry tavern standoff thought armed ninjas in Deadpool were burglarizing his home. Dude, Drugs really? may have been a factor. <laughs> you think? Uh, state police uh, detained a John Pacatron. Pac Pacatron. I don't know, dude. P O C H R O N the third as a person of interest during a dry tavern standoff May thirtieth. Pachtron Pochtron was charged Thursday in connection. Sure. Colon. Uh, with the situation that brought a SWAT police to respond to closed Route 88 for hours. An arrest warrant has been issued for a man who ch- <laughs> caused a SWAT police response to a dry tavern home last year after he fired shots from his rooftop when he thought armed ninjas and the comic book character Deadpool were breaking into his home. Wow. John Patron, the third, 31 of 980 North, 80. Eight Road was, goddamn. <laughs> Give his address out. Good. That's what it says. Great idea. Was charged Thursday with possession of a controlled substance, possession of a drug paraphernalia, reckless endangerment, and resisting arrest. Train and his girlfriend, Holly Burke, Burkowski, Burkowski, both were hospitalized for evaluations after the May 30th incident that prompted the state police to close Route 88 in Dry Tavern for hours, which I stated earlier. At about noon that day, police still uh, police received a report of a man in a 900 block. I hate when they do that. In the 1,432nd block of blah, blah, blah of North 88 Road shooting from the... I, I also don't like it when I'm reading a sentence and they write letters... I, Numbers as letters. It's like a math equation, huh? Yeah, it's uh, shooting. Okay, anyway, the guy was shooting from a rooftop. Just start calling it Algebra Road. Sure. A Cumberland Township police officer was nearby and heard the shots. When he went outside, he saw Pontchartrain shooting into his home from the roof. Patron then jumped off the roof and ran across Route 88, carrying a woman later identified as Baroski. I've got this guy. I got a vision of this guy with his chick thrown over his shoulder, caveman style, just running across the road with a gun. <laughs> and he like shoots through it and just jumps off of it and does the spin and lands and does the superhero landing, which is bad for your hips, as Deadpool would say. Um <laughs> Police initially responded to what they believed to be an active shooter situation. Well, the guy was shooting a gun and he was pretty active and found Pachron and Burkowski running from their home where the shots were fired. Pachron told police several people they did not know broke and chased them to an upstairs bedroom. The two were able to escape by climbing onto the roof. A state police specialized response team wearing paramilitary uniforms, paramilitary uh, body armor, surrounded the house, thinking someone was still inside. When troops entered, they found no one, no signs of break-in. However, there were multiple bullet holes found inside the house. Shocker. Uh, Burkowski had been charged in connection with the incident as of Monday afternoon. 
Police said Pachtron was irate, combative, and uncooperative and had to be tasered in parentheses in order to be placed under arrest, according to courtroom documents. Uh, Pachtron had 0.71 grams of crack cocaine in a crack pipe when he was arrested, police said. And that can get you real bad. makes sense now, doesn't it? (laughs) Uh, state police later interviewed Patron about the incident. He told investigators he and Barsky were in their home when five to six individuals broke in and demanded money. Really, really, really <laughs> I can't. I shouldn't oh, laugh God. at this. This is bad. No, no you I, should. But I'm no. going to go on. Uh, Patron Show their shame. <laughs> Explained the robbers had blood and had blood red eyes and were dressed like ninjas, except for one robber who was dressed like Deadpool, according to court <laughs> documents. Botchman said the heavily armed ninjas chased him. Heavily armed ninjas. Ninjas usually have a sword, or you know the the small sword, which well, I, I can't believe I forgot the name of it. But that's that's usually the extent of heavy armament if you are a ninja. Uh, you are a ninja. Chase him and, and some shurikens. <laughs> Uh, and his girlfriend to their upstairs bedroom, Pontray began to shoot at them with an AR-15 assault rifle, which is the weapon of choice if you're a crack user. Police oh, said course. he was unsure if he hit any of the imaginary robbers when he wow. climbed out of the window onto the roof and continued to engage the would-be robbers who dressed like ninjas and a comic book character. I think Lord. we've got it now. I don't think you need to keep mentioning that anymore. Uh, Pontray told police he and Burkowski had done some cocaine. Cocaine. Okay. It's a hell of a drug. Previous night, the previous night, and they're still wigging from it. Man, that's oh, yeah, definitely dude, some bang for your though. drug buck right there. Uh, <laughs> and into the and into the morning, but was absolutely telling the truth regarding the robbers who were still inside of his house. The criminal complaint said, "Oh boy, police did not find anyone when they searched the home, and no one was injured during the incident, except for the imaginary fake ninjas and Deadpool, who actually can't be hurt because he would just reel." All right, so I don't. <sighs> I actually How made do it these people well. get to the age of breeding? I don't understand that. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I mean, I did some weird shit when I was high, but... You didn't see uh, no. imaginary ninjas in Deadpool? Did you hallucinate at all when you were getting high? Well, I don't oh, answer yeah. that. <laughs> Oh, yeah, dude. Like, for realsies. <laughs> and again, how long have you been clean now? How many years? 23 years. 23 years as of a couple of months ago? Uh, June. Oh, man. Props yeah. to you, sir. All right. Since this is the political season, and we just cool. recently had a sort of a, uh, you know a uh, little election pass us, we I hate politics. I absolutely cannot stand politics at all. Like I really hate politics. If there's one thing in the world that I hate more than anything, even Alex Jones, it's politics. And I don't know. During election years, me and you like to uh, pop off a little while and do segments called Strange Politics. The problem now is, is like you can't talk about politics in any way, shape, or form without being attacked. Having it's said not that, it's strange anymore. Well, like it's not strange. No, it's not strange. This and this political climate, this is normal. So we're going to move on here and do a small section that is called Strange Politics. I guess. <laughs> Do you want me to cover the first one or do you, you know what? I'm going to cover the first one and you can cover the next one for sure. Or do you want to cover the third one? Because uh, uh. if you're going to cover the third one, then you need to cover this one and I'll cover the next one. So we need to make this decision right now. Uh, sure. Okay. So you want which one do you want to cover? Do you want to cover the uh, Steven Seagal thing or do you want me to cover it? We're having this debate live on the air. Good. Let it go. It <laughs> I'm not even going to edit it out. You do it. Okay. This is from the BBC. This is just. I don't understand. I don't either. Actor <laughs> Steven Seagal, probably people have heard about these anyways. Actor Steven Seagal made special U.S.-Russia envoy. 
I just I, I thought Steven Seagal stopped being a thing a long time ago. I don't, you know. You need to talk to me. You need to listen to what I say, when I say, how I say. And if you don't, I will leave you here to get eaten by the fucking jackals. Well, you know why so. he's doing it, right? No. Because Dennis I, Rodman is in South Korea <laughs> or North Korea. So, of course, we have to have another whack job somewhere else in the world. I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't, I can't brain it. Um, I Russia, Russia, Russia. You know what? You Russia. should have. You know what? You no. should have read this one. No. You really should have. No. Uh, Russia has appointed the U.S. actor Steven Seagal as a special envoy to improve ties with the United States. Because yeah, that'll do it. Mm-hmm. Seagal was granted Russian citizenship in 2016 and has praised President Putin as a great world leader. Born in the U.S., the martial arts star gained international fame for roles in the 1980s and 1990s, like Under Siege. And then since he just kind of dried up, I believe he became a paramedic driver for a little while and had a reality show. And then who knows what hell happened to him after that. Born in the U.S., the martial arts star gained. I already read that. He is also one of Hollywood stars accused of several women of sexual misconduct in the wake of Me Too campaign. Wake of the me. I'm just reading in an Asian voice now <clears throat> for whatever. Uh, then it's got a whole bunch of Steven, Steven Seagal faces sexual harassment claims. Steven Seagal denies Bond girl assault and harassment in Hollywood. Who's been accused? Moving on. The Russian foreign minister made the announcement on its official Facebook page saying an unpaid position was similar to that of the United Nations Goodwill Ambassador and Seagal will be promoted U.S.-Russian relations in the humanitarian sphere. What the fuck is a humanitarian sphere? Uh, The flight of Fury Star, still popular with Russian audiences, has recently defended the Russian government over claims that it meddled in the 2016 U.S. elections. The 66-year-old has called President Putin one of the great living world leaders. And when Seagal was granted Russian citizenship, he said he hoped it would be a symbol of how relations between Moscow and Washington were starting to improve. Yeah. <laughs> you, no, you, no. You the guy is that. desperate. I mean, you how- run with that. Seagal was also granted Serbian citizenship in 2016, following several visits to a to the Balkan country. So apparently, Steven Seagal is going to save us all in this. Tri- what, what what is Steven Seagal going to do? Nothing, nothing. But I, again, it's another it's another person that's a star. Yeah, because we're such a we're a fucking star struck country. Yeah, we listen to you know. Ugh, I can't. <laughs> All right, take us to the Huff Post with the the story that I'm sure everybody has heard of at this point. But oh, if you haven't, we're going to cover it anyways. Oh, Bigfoot porn has become a major controversy in a U.S. house race. Seriously, I don't even know why this should be a thing. A Virginia Republican who has been linked to white supremacists now faces accusations of liking Bigfoot erotica. Are we? Is this is this real life? This is a real story. This actually. No, I mean in real. Is this like real life? Are, yes, are we yes. in real life? Sure. Yes. We are everybody's Demo- escape from real life. Oh. So now we're pulling them back into it. Oh You're welcome, God. folks. I don't want to live on this planet anymore. Special thanks to our Patreons. A, Demo- <laughs> a Democratic candidate in hotly contested U.S. House race in Virginia has accused their opponent of supporting white supremacists. Man. Oh, and also liking Bigfoot. Porn. Okay, that's where I draw the line. Oh, <laughs> Democrat <laughs> Leslie Cockburn. Coburn. Sparked a Twitter. Nah? It's Coburn. It's pronounced Coburn, but you can go ahead and say it's Cockburn. Cockburn. It's Coburn, but go ahead. I don't give a shit. Okay. It's, we're talking about Bigfoot porn. It's Cockburn. Okay. Sparked a Twitter frenzy on Sunday by sharing a, a curious drawing, apparently taken from Republican rival 
Denver Riggleman. Come on, man. Instagram page showing Bigfoot-like creature with his genitals obscured by a censored sign. <laughs> Riggleman was caught on camera campaigning with a white supremacist. Cockburn wrote in a tweet referring to video showing her opponent hitting the campaign trail with Isaac Smith, co-founder of the White Nationals Group, Unity, and Secretary of America. Security. Oh, security. Oh, my it's God. It's okay. I, I can't read today anyways. I can never now read he has, now, now he has been exposed as a devotee of erotica, uh, Bigfoot erotica. Oh, my and God. And here we have a picture that looks like it's the Bigfoot from the $6 million man. And... Uh, I just it's got, can't. Some, it's got a nice six pack on it. I'll say that much for it. But there's that the weird thing king. between its breast and its no, six pack. So. Stop talking. Okay. Cockburn faces Riggleman on the North uh, November ballot for Virginia's 5th Congressional District, which includes Charlottesville, the site of last year's deadly white supremacist rally. She later shared another image from Riggleman's Instagram page, which has since been set to private. The image shows Riggleman's face superimposed on a drawing of Bigfoot, which also has a genital censored. My buddies thought this pick was fitting for my birthday next week, read the caption, and a cele- celebrate my new book release in about two, a month or two, Mating Habits of Bigfoot and Why Women Want Him. Riggleman, this, oh my God. Riggleman, By the way, I'm going to interrupt you for one second. I just want to put this out there that Bigfoot, Bigfoot and the Bridesmaid Sex with Bigfoot, Volume 1, has received a three and a half stars rating on Amazon. Who's uh, rating this stuff? Deep Woods Bigfoot Erotica, uh, a carnal cryptids title, uh, is receiving four stars, four oh. out of five stars on Amazon. Oh. Uh, Wild oh. Counters, a Bigfoot Erotica, the Kendall edition of that is receiving a full oh. five stars. So, yep. you know, should you be into politics and into oh. Bigfoot Erotica, I guess Wild Encounter, a Bigfoot Erotica, the Kendall edition by Anil, Anilisa, Anilisa Knight is, uh, is probably the book for you. Go ahead and continue reading. You done? Yeah, I'm good. Because I'm thoroughly disgusted. Okay. Riggleman, until recently, has been promoting a self-pup. Dude, stop. (laughs) Self-book with the same mating habits of Bigfoot title on Facebook, according to the Cook Political Report. He has since deleted that page. Dude, these are people. (laughs) They're completely opposed against, like, people, brown people, such as myself. Keep reading, man. No. (laughs) No. Riggleman also co-wrote a so book. So you do. <laughs> you no. say no. Your eyes say no, but your mouth says yes. No. <laughs> also co-wrote a book more than a decade ago titled Bigfoot Exterminators, Inc., the partially cautionary, mostly true tale of a monster hunt, 2006. The Daily Progress newspaper in Charlottesville noted the book doesn't appear to be sexual in nature. Yes, I had sex with Bigfoot. Says you. People on Twitter reacted by with bemusement and amusement to the saucy Bigfoot allegations. Bigfoot porn being an actual topic of political discussion is my absolute favorite thing to happen in 2018, one person wrote. I just, I don't want to live here anymore. Oh, keep going, there's more. Uh, even before the Bigfoot twist, Cook Political Report had described the congressional race as stranger than fiction. The seat is up for grabs after Republican incumbent rep- uh, Representative Tom Garrett abruptly announced in May that he was an alcoholic. I wonder why. <laughs> election, Dude, at this point, an alcoholic seems like a better get. His resignation came days after a political report accused Garrett and his wife of turning his staffer into a personal servant. Oh, my God, dude. What's wrong with these people? 
the district has traditionally swung Republican. Giggity. So Democrats have <laughs> no, no, uh, are hoping to flip the seat in part by leveraging anti-Trump sentiment and outrage that followed the Charlottesville rally. Democrats have rallied against Riggleman, an owner of a distillery and a former Air Force intelligence offer for author, officer, officer. Oh my God, <laughs> for apparent support of people with ties to white supremacists, including Isaac Smith and Corey Stewart, a Virginia Republican Senate candidate who infamously said last year that white nationalists were not solely to blame for the Charlottesville violence. <sighs> Which is the Riggleman, anniversary of that event. Yeah, they actually closed the place down. Mm-hmm. Riggleman was, has denounced white supremacists. Now it seems Cockburn, because I'm not going to read it right, a journalist and author, is hoping to use Riggleman's alleged Bigfoot interest against him too. Leslie has been traveling through the district meeting with, with real people about Can't real issues that matter to them. <laughs> Lewis, or is that... It's Luis Bruce, Cockburn's campaign manager, told the Daily Progress on Sunday. Meanwhile, Mr. Riggleman is home scrubbing his social media of Bigfoot erotica and uh, who knows what else. Riggleman refuted Cockburn's characterization of his Bigfoot material, telling the Daily Progress that the drawings unearthed by his opponent are not erotica, but a joke his military friends played on him. Oh, my God. Cockburn's tweets with the Bigfoot sketches uh, were abused, Riggleman added. Absurd. Abuse. Well, we can stick with abuse. That sounds a lot better. Oh, that's great. <laughs> some some people on Twitter urge Cockburn to focus on issues that really matter, like racism, instead of shaming fetishists. Oh, oh my Big God. pornography, a BuzzFeed pointed out, is a robust genre of erotica with a sizable audience. And then there's a Dude, meme I can't listing. see that now. And then there's a meme listing various no. Bigfoot erotica books, uh, Bigfoot pirates. Bigfoot oh, butt tasting, Bigfoot no. at Bigfoot butt camp. No, dude, stop. <laughs> Cockburners, no, stop. I'm gonna finish this fucking article. <laughs> There's nothing to finish. It's okay. I guess there is. Okay, yeah. Yes, go ahead. Cockburn herself. The butt files. <laughs> no, come on. Republicans for her earlier writing, her 1991 book about U.S.-Israeli relations, has been slammed by the GOP as anti-Semitic. <sighs> Assuming there's something about uh, something to this Bigfoot erotica story, both candidates will find themselves fending off other at- off attacks based on things they previously wrote, though the subject matter couldn't be more different. Jeff Skelly, a political analyst at the Universe Analysis. Can't be done no, this. it's okay. This this article is affecting your brain. I understand. University of Virginia told the Daily Progress. I don't. That's it. I'm done. There is a correction here that I need to read because this is important it's a that we get build your distillery. <clears throat> he yeah. owns a liquor distillery. Nobody cares. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so since we've covered racism and racial, uh, you know, sensitivities with the last article. Um, my only regret is to the Bigfoot community and our hearts and thoughts and prayers go out to you and the Bigfoot community for having to endure such political hardships right now. Um, this is from the Chicago Tribune. Um, thank God it's not very long. <laughs> Again, folks, cut us some slack on these. Yeah. Uh, is it pronounced Ronner? W, uh, not W-R-A-U. Yeah, sure. Okay, Ronner. Government Ronner drinks chocolate milk to demonstrate his commitment to diversity. 
in an awkward onstage appearance this week, Governor Bruce Rauner drank a glass of chocolate milk to demonstrate his belief in diversity, which I just stated. And if I'm saying the names wrong, it's because we don't care. Uh, it's really, really good, Rauner said after taking a sip of the sugary drink. Diversity. The, ch- the clunky corporate metaphor was the brainchild of Hyatt Hotels diversity and inclusion executive Tyrone Stoudemire? Stoudemire. Stoudemire, who appeared alongside Rinner on Wednesday in the downtown Chicago Thompson Center to discuss workplace diversity at a Black History Month. Uh, at a Black – yeah, at a Black History Month event. Oh, it was listing the word event. I'm like, what is a Black History Month? Is there more than one? Um Enlisting uh, Runner and his lanky ma- magician's assistant, Stoudemire, who is black, poured a glass of milk to represent the white man who led the most organizations, including um, the state of Illinois. This chocolate syrup represents diversity, Stoudemire said, before squirting a healthy dose, a healthy dash of brown syrup that immediately sank to the bottom of the glass. What is up with this article? I, you would think we would proofread it. Oh, when you look at most organizations, diversity sits at the bottom of the organization, Studemara continued. You don't get inclusion until you actually stir it up. What the hell? Ruiner yeah, I don't. Then stirred the syrup into the milk, turning it brown. He then took a sip, pronounced it good. Diversity is the is the mix and inclusion in making the mix work, Studemeyer said, concluding his analogy. Studemeyer told Chicago Inc. he's been using the chocolate milk stunt for 16 years as a simple way to illustrate the lack of diversity at the top of a Fortune 500 companies. He typically picks uh-huh. the most powerful person in the room to be his assistant, he said, adding that runner didn't know what he was getting into. Getting drinking, I, this I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I would, I long for no the idea. days of Bigfoot porn in politics. Oh uh, he declined to comment on Runer's efforts to improve diversity in Illinois government, but said, I gave him credit for willingness to step up and put himself out there. He, he could have said, No, no, I will not drink chocolate milk. I would have said, No, this is the stupidest dumb stunt I've ever seen in my life. Uh, Runner's spoke, spokeswoman. Uh, Rachel Bold did not respond directly when asked whether Runer was embarrassed by the stunt, by the stunt, but wrote in a statement: "This was the event moderator's example of diversity that an audience of all ages could see and understand. It was one of two demonstrations at the event, at the event, both of which received ovations from the crowd. Unless, of course, of you are lactose intolerant. Yeah, exactly." <sighs> Anti-bilkists. All right. Oh, I have to throw this one on to you. The last <sighs> one. This is this is a rough one. Uh, and of course, I'm the guy to read it, right? It's from well, you, you were allowed to rage out on this one because I, mm-hmm. I would, I would as well. This is from NBCNews.com. Go ahead. Ex-leader of state's GOP says he killed a dog on God's command. That's right, people. Your make-believe person is telling people to kill things. Oh, come on now, South Carolina, dude. This guy apparently doesn't believe in anything. <laughs> God told him to kill a dog. <laughs> South Carolina police officer said that Todd Kincannon, Kincannon, wow, that's a name, also said he was the second coming of Jesus Christ. Of course he did. That uh, virtually guarantees his reelection. Absolutely. Authorities say the former head of South Carolina's Republican Party told them that he killed his mother's dog because God told him to and that he was the second coming of Jesus Christ. We need to he have called- a convention for these people. And, and what? We'll call Lock it, all the we'll call it Jesus Con. No, if you hear me out, we'll call it Jesus Con. And like it's the con, the convention. Like we'll call it Jesus oh. Con. Where like you you walk in the door and there'll be like a pool there, and every time somebody, it's like a red carpet. They walk in, except for instead of walking on a red carpet, like the waters part, 
And no. Then we drop. Better yet. No, I was going to say the waters part, and then you walk between the parted waters. But that's, that's, that's Moses. We would have to have, like, what was that Cars video? There was we some kind of, them? Stab them. There was a Cars video where the singer was walking on a pool, but they had, like, a glass thing underneath the water so you couldn't see it. And the guy, you know, Rick Ocasek was walking on the water. Like, that would that would be how you would enter Jesus Con. You would walk right. across the water, and they would be, like, a glass thing below to support them. Giving this way too much and, thought. Um, no, and then you could, like, have the, the – you could have um, – we could have competitions you could be judged on, like the water into wine. You'd be graded on your your ability to create wine, like the grades of wine. Um, I'm still – it's a work in progress. You know, this still- is the part where when you're talking, the girl from Ipanema is playing in my head because I'm waiting for the elevator to stop. <laughs> But I'm on a roll here, dude. I, mean, I swear, this is awesome. You rolled something, I think. You could have the eye clinic where like blind no. people could just no. like, have them set up in chairs. No. You know. Let me guess. The leprosy luncheonette. Uh, well, they wouldn't be playing hockey because you could have a face off in the corner. Hold pork. <laughs> Keep going. Go ahead. I, you, I, all right, you win. Go ahead. Go ahead. 37 was arrested last week after he choked, stabbed, and mutilated his mother's 10-year-old beagle mix at her Greenville County oh, home. Oh, man. News outlets reported Kincannon reportedly told Simpsonville police officer that he killed the dog because, quote, I'm the second coming of Christ and I got a command from God to do it. See, make believe. Officers who responded to the July 26th call said Kincannon came out of his parents' home wearing only his underwear and was covered in blood and dog hair. According to one officer, Kin Cannon said that every 1,000 years, there needs to be a sacrifice and blood must be spilt. But with a dog? Come on. Uh, there are so many more candidates. Oh, dude. Yeah, totally. It's supposed to be same. Like, take a human. Preferably yourself. An incident report noted that Kin Cannon, well, if he's Jesus, he'd come back to life, right? <clears throat> held up injuries on his arm so and many wrist. People. <laughs> yep. I don't give a shit. Let him comment. Pissed off so many people with this with these articles. Go ahead. Which an officer said were likely from a dog bite and said, "I have a sign. I'm about to get crucified in the media." Yeah, you are. Good on you. Authorities said Kin Cannon will be charged with animal cruelty after evaluation at a mental hospital. This is where he needs to be. It wasn't known if he had an attorney. The Republican activist briefly served as, as general counsel and executive director for the state GOP in 2009. In 2015, Kin Cannon was charged with criminal domestic violence after threatening to kill himself, his wife, and her family. <sighs> Later that year, you should have this should have been like a warning sign at this point. That poor dog didn't need to die. Later that year, his law license was suspended following threatening emails he sent to people in connection with the with that arrest. In connection to the 2015 case, a grand jury indicted Kin Cannon on domestic violence and kidnapping charges last year. Both charges are still pending. See, now this is why we completely let mental health slip through the cracks and we get this. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Let's take a That's break. That's response. I don't know what to say. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I mean – Story checked out. I'm I'm bummed that a dog died senselessly. I, you know what? I'm one of those weird people that I can I could watch somebody get blown away with with a shotgun, but you hurt a dog or you hurt an animal, and I lose it. I, Dude, I'm here's just, the thing, though. Okay, I, I'm one of those weird people that cares more that we're watching an animal or a pet death bothers me Dude, far more than human beings. They've done nothing wrong. That's why they give <laughs> unconditional love, and they don't have the same garbage that we have. I, I, oh. 
anyways, all right, let's take it's a break because we're going to jump back into hopefully will be this year's epicness of is this a sport? So oh we'll see you all in one second. Bully, bully, bully. Listen up, all you dapper gents and dishy danes. Wanted to take a hot second, pull up a seat next to the Victrola, and listen along with all your friends on the Alex Cast. Four to five doctors agree that listening to the Alex Cast will stimulate your vigor and put a little bit of pop in that collar. You know what I'm saying, gentlemen, and you might even know what I'm saying, ladies. So tune in to the Alex Cast, available at all quality podcast dealerships. You can find us on iTunes, on Stitcher, or simply go to alexcast.com. Alex is spelled with two X's. The extra X stands for extra quality. Have you been bludgeoned to death with Ted Bundy stories? Are you choking on too many Hillside Strangler podcast episodes? As awesome as those are, cleanse your palate and add something new to your true crime diet. Why not try some dark poutine? a podcast from north of the 49th parallel. We cover Canadian crimes and dark histories. Some of the stories you may know nothing about, but they beg to be told. And, with Canada being the biggest, small country on the planet, we even have personal connections to some of the crimes and history we chat about. Join two real live Canadians every week as we serve up another helping of dark poutine. We are substantially creepy, sometimes meaty, Always cheesy, but very rarely sorry. So come on up north and fill your ears with some dark poutine. Want to get in contact with the show or listen to back episodes? It's easy. Go to www.projectarchivist.com. On the right side of the page, you'll find links to our archives, as well as links on how to get onto our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter. If you want to leave a voicemail for us, it's 734-681-0459. Yes, we do listen to all of them. Or if you want to talk to Lobo directly, you can call 203-212-9975. Yes, that will in fact put you in touch with his cell phone. If he's available, he will take your call and talk to you. If you're just looking to send us an email, you can do that at projectarchivist at gmail.com. Don't forget to look for us on iTunes under the podcast section, or you can stream us right to your phone with the Stitcher Android app for free. You like Huey Lewis on the news? They're okay. Their early work was a little too new wave for my taste. But when sports came out in 83, I think they really came into their own, commercially and artistically. The whole album has a clear, crisp sound and a new sheen of consummate professionalism that really gives the songs a big boost. Okay, so this this is a new segment. Oh, boy. And I, I give a lot of credit on this to my older daughter. My older daughter came home the other night, and she was like, Hey, Dad, do we have ESPN2... The Ocho or ESPN8, whatever the hell. ESPN8, where if it's even remotely a sport, you know. The Ocho. <laughs> um, so, which actually plays into this a little bit. She's, I'm like, why? She goes, well, me and boyfriend were at a dinner party and we were bored and this was on the TV and we were drawn into it. I'm like, what is it? So she says, all right, go look this up. So I went and looked up the one sport, which led us down this dark rabbit hole of what the hell is this? So I'm going to send this over to you. Now, when I say the term martial arts... What comes to mind to you? Like, do you think, you know, people flipping and doing, you know, kickboxing and things like that, right? That's typically what martial arts are. Okay. Okay. So you're, you know, you're along the lines of boxing reins and all that stuff. So I'm going to cut and paste this into the window here. Um, you might want to bounce through it a little bit. And then um, I'm going to send you a this? video. This is a video off of no. YouTube. Yes. 
Um, I'm supposed to watch this? Yes, yes. Now, when, when you think of juggling, you think of guys just tossing stuff into the air and juggling, right? So if I told you that there was a competitive sport out there called juggling martial arts, you would think that it would probably be a couple of guys like juggling and doing wild kicks and flips and punches. and You know, because I, I immediately went to um, the UFC Ultimate Fighting Challenge, you know, like Hoist Gracie juggling apples and oranges and stuff like that and throwing uh-huh. people in holes and stuff. Not so. So I want you to, since this is a audio podcast and people can definitely hear what we're saying, I would like to have you watch this and okay. um, just describe, you know, go to the, uh, let's see here. We'll go to, um, go to, we'll start at the 45 second mark of this video. 45 seconds. Yeah. Say, and so, you know, okay. what you're seeing, describe what you're seeing this, right now. Why? Okay. There's a couple of guys on stage. They're yeah, they're juggling. Yeah, that's... Okay. Now, this is the high-stakes world of juggling martial arts. This is a final round. Uh, how is... Uh, are these? Well, I hope these guys start fighting at some point. What okay, is, so what we got, since dude, you're not these, really... You got a couple of guys... Are, they're trying to knock the pins away from each other? Yeah, they're running around the stage, juggling stuff in the air, charging at one another, frantically trying to knock the pins out of the air of the other person. Um, there's no... There's no fighting or, oh, and then one guy's down, and he's down because he lost his stuff. And the, the crowd goes wild. Dude, wild. I don't even understand what I'm watching here. Exactly, yes. So I guess in the world of combat martial arts, you have to juggle pins in the other person. I'm actually doing the juggling motion right now, people. You just have to believe that I'm actually Dude, doing I can't it. even. Okay. So, okay, we've got that down, right? So the, this is the, this is the um, you know, high-stakes world of, of deadly competitive martial arts juggling that's taking there's actually commentators in the background too if you'll notice dude that um, arena is like packed yeah yeah it is you can't hear it but the people are working so there's people cheering there's clapping dude um, i could boom. see it's like machetes or chainsaws or what was that movie where blood sport where they actually like dip their hands and kumite kumite that's what i was hoping for that would have made this much more intense all right so so we've got that down we've got the idea uh, of um of juggling down high high impact martial arts juggling all right so we're gonna take this one step further okay okay so now that you've got that down You've got that into your head of what combat juggling is all about. A couple of guys on stage juggling, trying to knock each other's pins out. We're going to take it one step further in the art of pure, full-blown adrenaline sports. This boxy games? Yeah, just just click the video. Hold on. I I want you to, again, describe what you're seeing. Dude, what are these people doing? We're going to go to the one minute, 20 second mark in the video. Okay, hold on. One minute, 20 second? Are they playing dodgeball? They're playing dodge juggling. And they have juggling. In the background. Team Dodge Juggle Protect. Angry Joes. Yep. And Hypotrophy. This year, the box. Mooshwalks? I can't even. What this is, is this is dodgeball. But you got to protect the guy juggling. You've got the guy in the back of the group who's juggling, and you have to protect that dude. So you've got a team of dodgeball players that are in front of the guy juggling. You can stop the video anytime you want now, because we're going to get we're going to get a lot weirder. And um, how is that possible? How are we going to get weirder? 
Yeah, it, it does. So we 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 go. Yeah, we will yeah. go one more step beyond. So you've got oh. a, a guy in the back. It's at a dodgeball Jeez. arena, and you've got a guy in the back who's juggling, standing on a chair, I believe. And then you've got two teams that are trying. Their job is to throw dodgeballs as many as they want. They've got an unlimited supply of dodgeballs that roll it onto the floor, apparently. And you've got these guys that some of them are overweight beer belly guys, and you've got some guys that look like sculpted Viking dudes that all have silly names. And their job is to okay. throw balls back and forth. And you can't tag the other person out. The only way you win the game is to get the guy in the back who's juggling and disrupt his juggling now there's a couple of spots in this video where one guy gets like plowed right in the face as he's juggling and he just kind of sits there and stares off into space so i decided to look up the um the flavor or the rules or whatever this is from SkillCon. dodge juggle no experience necessary you do not need to know how to juggle to enter five jugglers uh, running and juggling in fear against you, armed with unlimited dodgeballs, enter for a chance to take them out for valuable prizes. Uh, the dodgeball wielder has one minute to take out the jugglers by destroying their juggling patterns. Uh, it's actual words, destroying their juggling patterns. If do the dodgeball wielder, if the dodgeball wielder is unsuccessful in taking out uh, all of the jugglers, the jugglers who survived, I keep wanting to say juggalos, who survived earn a point. Dodgeball wheelers who take out all five jugglers win their match and move on to the isolated dodgeball juggle one versus one. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. What? Oh. Isolated dodgeball juggles one versus one. A three club juggler oh. and a dodgeball wielder are positioned at a platform on either side of the comp competition area, separated by 50 feet. The dodgeball wielder has one minute and unlimited balls, <laughs> okay, <laughs> to attempt yes. to take out the juggler. Up to two assistants can feed the balls to the dodgeball player. Uh, dodge juggle protect. Each five-person team has one five-club juggler. This guy's got to juggle five clubs mm -hmm. in the air. Uh, they have to protect. Everyone else plays dodgeball, taking out the jugglers. Uh, taking out the juggler ends the round. Halftime show, hailstorm dodgeball. <laughs> I, I don't get it. So, okay. Have we've, we've gone that far down the rung where we're like literally calling anything a sport now? We're getting there. Hold on. We're not done yet. We're not done. We're almost done, but we're not done. So, um, have, you've played you've played uh, tabletop tennis, right? What's it? Uh, uh the, the actual ping name? pong. Ping pong, correct. Ping pong, as it's pronounced over in Japan. Pong. There's that China. I don't know some Asian China. country. So that's where you ding 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 ding. Wow, ding, some ding, ding. Asian country. There's the famous video of you know um, Bruce Lee doing the ping pong fake. with the nunchucks. That's fake. It's fake. Is it's it? Fake. Is it? Fake? Yeah, it was a Maxim commercial. Okay. So anyhow, but every, hopefully back everybody's sell. Um, So anyways, yeah, you've got ping pong where you're knocking stuff back and forth. So moving from there, we're going to move into the competitive sport. Now, this one I will actually give a little bit of props to. Um, this sport actually does require some actual skill. It looks ridiculous, but you damn sure know that they're getting a workout. And I think there's actually a little bit of skill to this. So we're going to move on to our next category of is this really a thing? And this is called Hedis. So go ahead and click onto that. Hold now, please. as you're watching this, I would like you to read the names of the competitors that are playing this sport. Top 10 plays. Yes. This is watching really, really big plays. apparently over in Europe. Yes. So Astorius and Hetty Porter. Hetty Potter. Hetty Potter. Correct. Yes, it gets worse. Okay. What this is, is this is people playing. Actually, pause it for a second. What yeah. this is, is people that are playing 
they're playing ping pong, but they're not using paddles or a ping pong ball. What they're it's using- their head. You're using their head and kind of like a soccer ball thing, and they're knocking it back and forth with their head. It looks like a volleyball. It does look like a volleyball. Um, I'm waiting for someone to like plow face first into that table. I would the pay edge money of the to see that. Yeah. Someone get hurt. Yes. That's the dude. That guy's serve was like dangerously close to like hitting his head. That's what I'm saying. I'm waiting for someone to go head first and plow into the table again. You people need to go out and dude, go. These on people YouTube. have to be drunk. Go on YouTube and do a search for Hedis, uh combat juggling and the ch- juggling dodgeball. Now I will. There is Hedis some skill to this. Though. 2017. Yeah. Okay. There's skill to it. There's also skill to making a frappe. But I mean, come on. Ooh, I wonder if we can start a new sport, full contact frappe making. Oh my god! I know it's it's kind of Lousy fascinating versus to watch. the big bad head. Yes. Now, one of the matches, as you get further into the video, they're actually playing in a drained swimming pool. There are dual DJs in the background, like no. fighting it out as these people no, are playing. No, no, dude, this is not. Dude, has has our subculture fallen this far? Now, how do we? No, I can't. This it is gets just worse. It, I will let you know that this gets worse. How does it get any worse? It will get worse. Hold on here. Now, I don't have videos for the ones that we're going to cover next, but go ahead and keep on watching that if you want to, by all I, means. Um, we're going to move on to... This does take skill. I will say that. It does take some skill. There is some skill to this. There really is. Um, now, after that, I was like, well, I wonder what else is out there. I wonder what else is down this rabbit hole of, is this really a sport? So that brought me to the Red Bull page, and Red Bull has 10 Ridiculous Extreme Sports. But by all means, please continue to watch Hedis if you want to. I'm good. So you didn't get you didn't get to the uh, two-minute and nine-second mark? No, I stopped it. You stopped it? Oh, yeah. so you didn't get to see the big battle that's going on inside the drained swimming pool? No, once you said drained swimming pool and DJ battle, I was oh, like, no, man. I'm good. Okay, all right. So we're going to move on to uh, – I, I didn't really do much pre-reading on this, but – Go to that link right there, and we're going to go to the second. Red Bull Top 10 Ridiculous Extreme Sports. Um, I'll, I'll read off the first one, which is going to be um, extreme ironing. Whether it's standing on a mountain or a cave, hanging off a cliff, driving on a motorway, flying through the air, jetting on the water, skiing down a hill, or simply standing on a sidewalk in Times Square. Extreme ironing is the new extreme sport that takes the mundane task of ironing clothes to another level. Are you I'm on the page right now? Not yet. Hold on. Because okay. when you get there, we're going to click the video <sighs> of what appears to be a guy ironing on a kayak in the middle of a lake somewhere. I've seen this. I've yeah. seen this before. Okay, so I'm going to click the video. Okay, what we have here is a this guy is climbing. A, no. This, there's a guy climbing down the side of a mountain with an ironing board attached to his back. and it has ropes and pitons to get down. And uh, now we have another guy that's ironing inside of a cave. Oh, this, my this God. This cannot be real. This, it's this, real. No, it's real. It's not a sport. It's just stupid. And the iron actually works. Okay. Now, the guy ironing in Times Square, there's not much extreme about that short of not getting mugged. Oh, someone comes up and tags him, and now another guy takes over ironing. The competition is fierce here, folks. Uh, hold on. He's being heard. The thrills of an extreme outdoor activity with the satisfaction of a well-pressed show. So stupid. Satisfaction of an outdoor activity. Yeah, we're going to move on there. Uh, Next below it, we have unicycle hockey. This... Dude, that uh, takes skill. Yeah, but I would that be the guy skill. that would shove my hockey stick into the wheel of one of the opponent. Oh, yeah, dude, totally. You totally. Know? So I'm going to click onto that one there. Now the video is playing. It, it does look like it takes some damn skill. I'll say that. 
Um, I would like it to be more aggressive. I would like to see action, like real hockey, where people get taken out. When some someone first proposed playing hockey on ice, someone probably thought you're insane. Combining ice skating with hockey nowadays, ice hockey is the most common uh, variant of hockey, though possibly not for long. Unicycle hockey is a newcomer to the hit the goal in the goal with a stick genre of sports, but hopefully will prove just as popular. It looks pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, riding a unicycle in itself is is a pretty demanding skill. Um, yeah, dude, that takes a lot. Yeah, because you can't stop pedaling with a unicycle. No. Now, we go to the next one below it. We're going to move on to chess boxing. Yes, chess boxing. Dude, that We're, looks good. I would do that. Okay. Or I'd watch that. No, Have you watched the video? Yeah, you, I would watch that. Okay, I want you to explain. What is the purpose of this? Require I don't know if there is a purpose. and brawl. Chess boxing is among the most demanding of sports. All participants must be expert level in chess and physically fit enough to box for the required number of rounds. Amusingly, the worse the, a participant fires fares in the ring, the less likely they are to be able to win on the board. So, from what I understand, I will describe the video now. Um, let me get to a part here. They got a bunch of lasers, blah, blah, blah. Looks like something out of Vegas. They got the ring announcer. Let's get ready to play chess. And a guy climbs into the... They got their box of robes on. There is a chess table now. The guy walks out. He's being escorted by his entourage, clicking forward. So the guys get into the ring. They do the bumping of gloves. And then they sit down to a chess board. Yep. And they're wearing boxing clothes. And now they're going to play chess. Yeah. Now, how And then they this- box. Yeah, they've got earmuffs on. And, no, no, uh, like they put on gloves and then they box. a knockout well, in the it ring. Has to do with the outcome of the game. Checkmate on the chessboard. Or of course, and they've got if one of the on, two so opponents runs out of time on his chess clock. Okay, so they they have to play. If the and chess a coach results in a drawn game, Hold on here. then the overall contest is decided on points in the ring. Yeah, dude, so like they have they to play. <laughs> okay, so they play chess until they get to a draw. Yeah, and then they box. Yeah, dude, try and finish a chess game when your head is ringing. I, so it's not gonna happen. No, they play chess first and then they box. Yeah. So if they come to a draw game, then they have to box. Yes. And then so they what have happens to if you win the, and play again while their heads are rung? So they box and then they sit down and play chess again. Again, and then the next one they get up and they box again, and then. The idea is that they have to be able to finish the match, Just the chess match, the chessboard, after getting the, the tar beat out of each careful, other. You're not going to be able to play an adequate game when your head is ringing. Nikolai. It's not going to happen. With his right yeah, hand I see the chessboard on the side of the game. So they go back and finish the game or they start yeah, a whole game? Yeah, they keep going back and forth, back and forth until and there's a winner. The Again, either they, either someone wins extreme. by chess or someone wins by a TKO. Are we breaking the first rule of Fight Chess Club here by talking about I, this? I don't know, dude. We didn't put the video on, so I don't know. Now, there's one below it, which is uh, Sepake Takra, which there's a couple of variations of this. This is now this this looks pretty damn badass. If this is what I think it is, I think this is the one where they. Uh, yeah, this is the this is uh, buckyball. Yeah, it's buckyball. It's what which is the the guys who play volleyball but don't use their hands or their head. They only use their feet. Yep. We used to and play this, this in high school. This really badass. Now, there is a variation of this which I will find in a second here. There's a variation of this. So now you understand the concept of this, right? Yeah, we used to play it. Okay. You used to play this kind of stuff? Yeah, we had we right. started out playing hacky sack and then we started playing this in gym over the net. Okay. So, we had a ball and everything. 
All right, so you got the concept down. Just so everybody understands, these guys it's are playing fun. volleyball, but they're not using their hands. They're only using their feet. So they're doing the kicks and flips and stuff like that. It looks yeah. really badass. There's no way in hell I could ever do anything like this. I'm going to send you <laughs> a link to another page that takes it to the next level. No, we're not talking juggling baca ball or bocce ball or whatever the hell it's called. Bucky ball. Uh, yeah, bucky ball, which that actually that would be pretty cool. Full contact juggling bocce ball, bocce ball, bocce ball, whatever the hell it is. This is on Bleacher Report. Uh, the next Bosa one we're ball. going to. So we're going to go to Bosa Ball, and I want you to hit play because this takes it to the next level. This even looks more absurdly insane. No one on the planet can convince uh, convince me that Bosa Ball isn't the greatest sport ever created. Bosa Ball is part volleyball, part soccer, and part gym, g- gymnastics. There's yep. no way I would have the flexibility or school skills to be good at it, but that doesn't mean I wouldn't want to try a few times and has some oh, fun. Oh, this is badass. Played on an inflatable court that includes a trampoline in its center. Bossa ball is like a kid's dream come true, except for adults. So what you've got here is you've got a volleyball net that's inflatable, like one of those inflatable things that you see at the parks or at parties, yep. like the big sweats. Okay, or slides that you go down. Dude, this is so badass. This is completely inflatable. And these guys are doing the whole, you know, kick the ball, play volleyball thing with it. But they're also jumping around on this big inflatable thing, which looks like it'd be fun just to have in your yard. Yeah, just, dude. Just to play on anyways. Like, it's like, I would, I would, I would do this, but I would land and it would deflate. So, uh, so your but, spiker is on the fucking trampoline. Yes. The guys and, on the bouncy air are your set and your spike is on the trampoline. Now, the one guy at the, I think it was the 42nd mark. Pelvic thrust the ball over the yep. net. He just he Dude, does that's cock, badass. Which was referred to as a cock block in this sport, apparently. That's um, awesome. Yeah, look at these guys. Just, it's like it's the whole thing. Dude, I would totally play this game. Now we need to take this a step further and put this out on the water and have these guys play on this thing on a floating platform on the water. Yeah, dude. With sharks. <laughs> With sharks, yes. <laughs> and piranha. <laughs> That's awesome. And you'd have little kids on the side with Daisy BB guns every once in a while. If your team didn't score, they would shoot you with a Daisy BB somewhere. Nice. Oh, that might be carrying it a little bit too far. because All right, Airshot. Let's use Airsoft instead. Yeah, Airsoft works. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Um, there's Dude, also one. We here. know about wife carrying. That's old. There's bubble, there's bubble soccer where people put Zorbs on and they yeah, run around Zorbing. the soccer field. Yeah, yeah. That's this funny. one's gotten a ton of attention over the past few weeks, and those of you who have seen the videos probably know why. As someone who has played the sport, during my trip to the American Honey Bar City Kickball Tournament, uh, City is spelled S-I-T-Y, last November, mm-hmm. I can tell you firsthand how fun the game is. Sure, it gets pretty warm running around in those plastic balls, but being able to deck people as hard as possible and roll around in an inflatable outfit is pretty damn fun. It does look fun. The idea of being able to run around in one of these things and just yeah. run into somebody and knock a flat on their ass. That looks all right. Now, we're going to go on to uh, one more. Well, actually, there's two more we're going to try to get to. If you scroll up a little bit, you're going to th- see three-sided soccer. Um, which is played on a, it's played on a, is that an octagon? Uh, yes, it's played on an octagon. No, there's no Chuck Norris fighting underwater in the hockey. Of it. Uh, it can be hard enough fielding a team of 11 soccer in a soccer game, but that didn't stop someone from developing a game that pits three teams against one no. another in a version of soccer. Initially that? played in 1993 in London, three-sided soccer uses a hexagon, I'm sorry, not an octagon, as its pitch and the team that concedes the fewest goals wins. So I'm going to click play on it. Turn the, uh, oh, it's not playing the video. Unavailable. There was one more. 
uh, at the very top of it, which is skioring or ski joring. Um, this is a sport where you are towed by an equian and you are oh on skis my God. and you have a horse tow you across. It's either horses <laughs> or dogs. Uh, the Iditarod, Dude, I'm sure you That going to get his neck snapped. Are you watching the skiing video or are you watching the FIFA video, the three-sided soccer one? No, this, the freaking horse one. Yeah, dude, he's on a skate, his skateboard. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the Iditarod, I'm sure you did, is one of the most de- demanding sporting oh. events. So how can one make it more fun and less exhausting no. for those poor dogs? Replace the pups with horses, of course. When I was growing up, I would stop, uh, strap a sled in the back of a car anytime it snowed. Well, I did that too. I almost yep. lost my damn teeth a few times. Nice. Uh, and ski joring looks pretty similar to that, meaning it's about as much fun as someone can have with snow skis and a horse. Again, it does <laughs> look pretty damn fun. It looks uh, painful. It does. It actually does. Like that's um, a really good way to like to stop living. There's one on here called well foot golf. Okay, that's obviously yeah. you're kicking a ball at a golf thing. Have you ever done the uh, the uh, frisbee golf before? Have you ever done? Not that? a fan. I've done it. I Not a think fan. It was bad. I was alright. Now there is two handed tennis on here. Uh, who needs to settle for trying it's to learn stupid. forehand and back backhand it's shots so with just one stupid. racket when a player can use two? Totally dual wield skill. Uh, <laughs> That's the question former Professor Don Mueller asked, when, which led him to create two-handed tennis. It uses the same yep. rules as more popular one-racket sport, but implements another yep. piece of equipment. With, how good, with no. how good some of the pros are at this sport, some of the matches with two rackets could be pretty long and very entertaining. I'm going to click the video. Go for it. The sound. Okay, we got a guy looking at a racket. I want to see. Okay, we got a guy juggling. And, of course, it has to be juggling. Oh, yeah. You know. Okay, and so dude, no, I don't. I don't. Doctor R. Mueller, who looks like he's got horse teeth. Of course he does. Why wouldn't he? What? Okay, I, I. Okay, so you're playing tennis with two rackets, which is probably great if you're ambidextrous. I don't. Be know. I amphibious. See, I could see like <laughs> if you were a Dungeons and Dragons Dritz fan and you had like short swords in each hand and were a dark elf, that you would get like a strange fascination off of this, but. All right, whatever. Oh, you know what? No. All right, I got to read one more thing before we're done, and then I'm going to call it good. But yeah, that's pretty much for I can't believe this is a sport. We could go on and on. Um, some of these are just purely, really, really, really ridiculous. Like, they just put them in here completely for the laugh. Like, toe wrestling. Uh, Dude, that's real. I've seen people, yes, like, believe break it or their not, toes doing it. People use their toes to wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> one, two, three, four. I declare a toe war. No, dude, it's um, worse than that. Sure, it seems a bit strange, even the funkiness of some people's feet, but for those looking for a new hobby, toe wrestling might be a non-contact sport worth getting into. I could totally see perverts like being all over watching this. Uh, And there's even a world championship held every year. Clicking the video, killing the volume. Uh, This is in Derbyshire, United Kingdom. Yes, we're going to get our caller again. Derbyshire. Athleticism, check. Sure. Scrolling on, scrolling on. Okay, so wow, there's this is really intense. Like these people are like hardcore wrapping their toes into one another and going at it. Oh, look at the look at that chick's face at the twenty-seven second mark. She looks like she's about ready to crap out a log. All right, I'm done with this. Yes, the toe wrestling is what broke mm, me. That was that was the tipping point. The toe wrestling was the tipping yes. point. So we're going to cover one last thing here, and oh, then we're going to call it good for the show that wasn't supposed to happen, which is actually a lot longer than I thought it would. Yeah, me too. It's weird because if you listen from the show from the beginning, you can actually hear the caffeine 
kicking in as the show goes along mm. and me becoming a more coherent and conscious person. A more coherent? More coherent. Yeah. So this is a letter that I found somewhere on Facebook. I can't remember who posted at this point. And if you're a listener of the show and you were the one that posted it, thank you for doing this. This is a letter that was posted on the food buffet. Do you have the letter in front of you by chance? Uh, no. Okay, I'm going to send it over in the chat window here. Hold on here. Okay, let me go to the chat window. Let me uh, find out where the hell this is at here. Okay. Please hurry. I'm hurrying. <laughs> okay, here, we'll put this in the window here. Boom. All right, because uh, I'm going to read this on the air. So it's oh, all right. Yes, okay. Norwegian so, cruise. Yes, this is from Norwegian <laughs> cruise. Um, this is posted on Norwegian Cruise. It was actually posted on their food bar, and it appears to be legit. Dude, Unless I don't know. Somebody did some really good letterhead and posted this on there as a joke, which would be even funnier because I would love to do this. Dear guests, thank you for sailing with, with us for another year of holy ship, exclamation point, where, where we offer dozens of fine foods available 24-7 in the Garden Cafe. Probably not a cruise that I need to be going on. Mm-hmm. We must remind you that the foods available in the cafe are for consumption only due to incidents on previous sailings in which patrons uh, patrons engaged in uncouth behavior in the cafe. We feel it is our duty to remind our guests that pizza is for eating, not fornication. Sexual acts with our handcrafted pizzas can bring unintended health consequences and can pose a health safety uh, for other passengers aboard our journey. Lewd and or sexual acts with our cuisines are not only oh frowned upon, by, but are prohibited by maritime law. Norwegian encourages responsible food consumption and reserves the right to revoke eating privileges to any guest who violates Norwegian's guest code just, of conduct or is deemed in danger of themselves to others. Can't be real. If you suffer from cytophilia or a sexual desire to fornicate with foods such as our pizzas, please inquire with one of our <laughs> specialists in the medical bay below deck. Cheers, Norwegian Cruise This can't Line. be real. This can't be uh, real. Copyright 2017 NCL Corporation Limited Ships Registry, Bahamas, oh United my God. States of America. Um, and it's got the uh, letterhead at the top. If this is a forgery, bravo. Very good. Nicely done. Because if I were to see this... I I I I would I don't know I'd probably panic and freak out and not want to eat the food but I would probably laugh as well. No, it's fake. Okay, it's absolutely fake. Great, thanks for sinking it in for everybody. <laughs> oh my god! But I'm going to be honest with you here. If the pineapple ain't got pizza, my penis ain't going. I mean, if the pizza ain't got pineapple, my penis ain't going near it. Just just for clarification purposes. So yeah, this I think is I just okay with my mouth a little bit. Yes, that that is the intended. Wow. Effect. So I just. Our, no, <laughs> just can't. So would you pull it up off of Snopes or something like yeah, that? Yeah, immediately. It shows immediately that it's fake. Well, what's oh, it again, say? Any search about uh, pizza sign and hoax shows it immediately. What's it say? What's the Snopes? I just word? closed it. It says, sorry. Did you even read fake. it? No, yeah, it I did. doesn't say anything else? It doesn't it's say the fake. origin of where it came from or anything like that? Hold on. Let me open it up again. You can't just throw it's fake out there. Yes, I can. That's dead. how that works. Yes, I can. That's how it works. No, good, sir. It does not work like that. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm waiting. Come on. Bring it up. Uh, you can't just tell people it's fake. Yeah, no, I can. That's how well, that we works. Go, See? Well, then I'm going to look it up, and we're going to go into the full disclosure of oh why it's fake. Oh, my God. Why? It, sure, it serves no purpose. It, it does serve no, a purpose. It. That's it just does. why it people come no to our purpose. show. There is no. So, no. 
Uh, okay, what was the combination of words you used to find it? Hold on. I don't know why you're even trying to go down this fucking rabbit hole. Fake is fake, man. <laughs> this is what breaks you. When cruise ship <laughs> passengers warn not to have sex with pizza. False. <laughs> so it's okay to go on the Norwegian cruise line and have sex with the food. No one does that. Well, they obviously did if they had no. to put a letter up. No, there's no letter. It's fake. Well, okay. Well, somebody had to come up with the idea to make no, the yeah, letter. No, people come up with all kinds of letters all the time. It's fake. Well, what's the word? Sidophilia? Okay, I'm at least going to look up sidophilia. Sido. Hold on. Hold on. Phila. Okay. Moving up here. Sidophilia. No, no, no. Neurospora? No. I don't think that's a real word, is it? Uh, it's a phony memo. The phony memo was then picked up by several web outlets who shared it in articles reporting that it reflected the genuine message from the Norwegian cruise line. Sites such as Uproxx and Vejnjeland eventually <laughs> updated their articles <laughs> stating the message was merely a joke. But as a week later, other outlets such as Pigeons and Planes continued to host articles declaring the memo as real. A representative from the cruise line told Vice that the memo was a prank carried out by one of the guests and that all the letters were immediately removed once they were discovered. Although some holy ship attendees may have encountered messages warning them not to perform sexual acts with the pizza, these memos were posted as a prank and were not official messages from Norwegian Cruise Line. There you go. It's fake. It so always Norwegian was Cruise fake. Line. It always was fake. Norwegian Cruise Line is totally cool with you going on their ships and having sex with food. Nobody does that. Nobody does that. <laughs> Well, looking up the word, uh, I come across Wikipedia, which directly takes me to food play. Uh, food play can have sexual or non-sexual connotations. It often uh, refers to cytophilia, a form of sexual fetishism, which uh, participants are aroused by erotic situations involving food. The phrase is often used to refer to non-sexual play with food, such as playful and decorative food displays, which would be the chick with the sushi on her chest. Uh, enjoyment of the of prepare, preparing food or even play about food. The article refers to cytophilia connotation of food play. Some foods and herbs themselves are purported to cause sexual arousal, like Twinkies, in and oh. of themselves. Food play overlaps with other fetishes, including wet and messy fetishism, fetishism, and some word that I can't pronounce, and I'm not even going to try to. Uh, practice certain fruits, e.g. bananas, vegetables, cucumbers, and zucchini are in pro processed meat, sausages, and hot dogs. If you safely may fetish, may be fetish objects because they have a phallic shape. Huh? I never knew that. And <laughs> get, yeah, you know, I'm not going to read the rest of it because it just goes on and on. And I think my point has been made. So folks, well, you're, what's your point? The point I is it's a one. fake article. Yes. Oh my God. But we have encouraged oh. the we we have actually taught people something here. We've taught what? people what the word is, and that you can go on Norwegian cruise lines and screw your pizza. And Norwegian cruise lines doesn't care. I don't. Okay, I can't. <laughs> You're done. <I> just <laughs> this can't. is probably a good spot to end this show. I don't even know the how show you would that do wasn't that. supposed to be. How do you do that? How do you I mean, do that? Did you take a slice and roll it up and slam your sausage into it? What? I guess so. Yeah, no, that, that would be exact. The visuals that we're putting into people's heads right now. You're welcome. Yes. They're ripping their earbuds out of their ears You're right welcome. now. You're <laughs> welcome. 
Oh my God. Again, folks, thank you for the Patreon support. You can find us on Patreon at Project More stuff Archivist. like this, and we won't have any Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> this, you know what's sad? These are the specifically the kind of stories that I said, you know what, we Hold probably on. shouldn't cover this stuff anymore because we're having a hard time People getting guests. People eat it up, yeah. Well, this is also at the end of the episode. So oh, at this point, if anybody's made it this far, I like the people. This is why we can't get interviews on our show. <laughs> hey, would, would you like to come on our show and talk about your uh, your book on witchcraft from the 18th century? Um, listen, I uh, I caught your uh, fecal matter show and um, no way in hell would I be associated with you guys. Oh, yeah. And uh, you're lost. Don't ever contact me again. Delete my email. The restraining I, order is on its I, way. I will put a restraining order against you. And don't ever contact me again. Oh my Bye. god. Bye. So, all right, we're gonna call it good. Good. This, this was the <laughs> this That's was the episode that wasn't supposed so to happen. So soon. <laughs> We've been chugging along for a while. Now. Wow. So, uh, anyways, all right, um, we're gonna call it good, and uh, <laughs> I don't know if we're gonna see everybody again next week or not. We probably will. But um, Uh-oh. this is Rojan. Peace out from Detroit. This is Lobo from Connecticut. Buy Hydrox cookies. Oh no! I, I have. I seriously have never had Hydrox. Dude, I'm going to send you Hydrox now. What is up? You ha- Why do you have to send me shit? Because it's it's bigger than you now. I because I'm mailing possible. you out. Because I'm mailing you out. Fago is why you have to. Is why you have. Well, to I'm trying this. to figure out like. Something that's like distinctively New New, new England, and then you yeah, start telling me about jungle and clam chowder, gyms and that's or... the only damn thing that I want to consume. From yeah, but your you part can of the get country. clam chowder where you are. Yeah, but it's not the same. I know yeah. I can get lobster, and lobster is the same, but I don't no, know. I not, love actually. crustacean. The lobsters that you're eating are probably Canadian lobsters, which are not the same as the ones off the coast of Maine. They taste the same. No, they do not taste the well, same. Well, I've had the lobster out by you. It was yes. delicious. I had butter all over my shirt. And yes. I hugged a giant lobster when I went out and hung yes. out with you. I don't see what the big deal is. Canadian I, lobsters. And I'm fine with waters. Canadian lobster as well. We love yeah, our Canadian listeners and we love your lobster. Canadian lobsters do not taste the same as the ones found in the coasts of New England. The Why? water is different and the food that they eat is different. But they migrate. It's no, like they coconuts. do not migrate. They do not migrate. I'm telling uh, you, dude, look they up like them both. Okay? Look up the argument that Chef Ramsey made. I don't about care. Canadian lobsters and American uh, lobsters. They're I the like, same genus, but they but are they in taste, different waters. They still they, taste good, whether or not it's it's like I don't care about New York. Next thing you're gonna tell me is spiny sh- lobster is good, and you, sir, are the devil. The spiny lobster. The ones from the Caribbean that people eat. This just the tails. That's all they eat. There's no claws. Spiny lobsters are found in warm and temperate waters and are not the same as the cold water variety. Are you okay? Do we? No, not, my- dude. You talk. Dude, you're in my wheelhouse now. <laughs> Ocean life, my friend. Would you like to come over here and sit on the couch and uh, I'll go grab my my little notepad and, and we can. <laughs> Tell me you know, about your mother. And how did this make you feel? Oh, wow, I, I'm sorry. the doll did the lobster touch you. I'm sorry. I had, I'm, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, I had no idea you were so sensitive about your lobster. And, uh, you know, I guess. Uh, Don't you remember the conversation we had before the show ever started? About, about lobster? About my interests? Well, I do, but I had no idea you would go. You don't even eat lobster. Like no, when I, I we went to the restaurant, you were like, "How can you eat that?" And I'm like, <laughs> uh, "It's terrible, oh, it's terrible." Oh, I it's love like a lobster. buttered sponge. 
No. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Crustaceans oh. all the no. way. <clears throat> like we're having a situation up here in Michigan now where all of our ponds and stuff are being overrun by by uh, Louisiana crawfish, and they don't know how or why they got up here, and they're Somebody running rampant. Yeah, and I'm like, this isn't a problem. All we need to do is put cages out there and capture them and eat the damn things. Eat cages. They're like, they're like we, we, they don't have any natural predators up here, and they could be overrunning. I'm like, yes, I'm we are it. the natural predator. We, I will eat these. I would love, but the problem is now there's a law in Michigan where you can't be caught possessing them. You can't be, you can't be caught yeah, because with they're them. an invasive species. In order to take something out of a waterway, I just read up on an article. Like we have the problem in the Great night? Lakes with Asian carp too taking over everything. Up well. Here. That's the thing. If you want to take invasive species out, you can. You talk to the uh, fish and wildlife, but in order to take them out, they have to be dead before you can remove them from the area. So if you go down and get lobster or if you are going to take crayfish out of the area, they have to be dead before you can move them anywhere else. So you'd literally have to boil them where you took them out of the water. It's the same thing with goldfish, with Asian carp, with any invasive species. Most of the time, you don't need a fishing license at all, and you can take as much as you want, but the the animal has to be destroyed or killed before you leave with them. So you literally, if you take fish, they have to be dead. They have to put on ice and dead before they leave, and with any kind of crustacean that's taken out, even with zebra mussels, if you're going to take zebra mussels out and eat them, they have to be dead beforehand. So you literally can harvest everything right where you are and boil them and then transport them. Oh my God! Who? So do that. Thanks for listening to the show, folks. Hey. Oh my God! <laughs> I don't know. We're done. We're done. This we were done show, an hour ago. The show that wasn't supposed to be. Ah. As always, hopefully, we've offended as many people as possible. Yay! <laughs> Peace, folks. Bye, bye. No God! No God! Please, no, no! No!
Hunting for slacking 